Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Shiro Show. This is going to be a special, special Shiro Show today. Uh, Dave is not here with us today. He is out doing stuff in California, as Dave typically does because he lives there. But um, today, as you can see, we have something very special we're doing today. You all know that I've talked about vinyl and stuff for the longest time. And I always like to talk about it and bring it up, and you know, it's been the whole thing with me coming with showing my jazz. But uh, today I am doing a concept that I have been wanting to do for a while, but could never figure out how to pull it off and the best format to pull it off. But uh, today I think I have figured that out. So today we are going to be looking at about uh, probably about 10 or 12 different records that are basically Saturn on vinyl so sega saturn soundtracks or saturn-esque on vinyl so uh i might cheat a little bit we'll have some little bonuses in between uh this is definitely gonna be demonetized as soon as i play anything so uh yeah there's that so it's a lot of excitement a lot of excitement we got a little chat going here for all this watching uh listening i think we're gonna turn this into an actual uh podcast episode like pat's music picks or pat's music uh, sound on vinyl we'll figure out a title show vinyl time <clears throat> but behind me i have my beautiful uh, mofi studio deck turntable with a mofi studio tracker uh cartridge uh it's a really great turntable i've been using i've taken pictures and posted the chat before so hopefully you've guys seen that and you guys know what that's all about and what's going on so uh so I'm gonna, I guess we're going to kick right into it because we got a lot of stuff. This is probably going to kick into the the gameplay portion. And sadly, we have to get rid of Discord today because of the way that I set this up. So I apologize for the Discord people next time, I promise. But uh, anyways, why don't we start off uh, first by our first music pick, which if you can see behind us and very faint, is uh, Panzer Dragoon on vinyl by... Uh, by data disc so i'll show everyone off this uh if you're listening uh just pretend i'm holding up a copy of it go google it uh data Panzer dragoon but uh there's actually an interesting story behind this uh this this disc so i was at a convention at um a game on expo i think it's 17 or 18 i was at <clears throat> sorry and i uh found this just laying on there with a bunch of other records like and i was like oh cool this is the special special editions like it's like, why are you getting rid of this? Like, oh, I don't really, wasn't really a fan of the soundtrack. So I think I bought it for like 20 bucks or something or like 15, whatever he had it as. It was open up, but it was uh, beautiful. As you could see, there's no really issues with it. Um, this is by Data Discs, which is a pretty famous uh, video game vinyl format uh, releasing group. They have, I think, about over 30 right now releases. I think this is, what number is this? Uh, number eight. So it's the eighth one they released. Uh, I think it's probably one of the first uh, Saturn on vinyl stuff because they have a uh, there's other titles such as before like a dated uh, Streets of Rage, Shenmue, Shinobi, and etc. So they usually do Sega based stuff, but they sometimes branch out to Neo Geo and other cool things. Uh, this one is really cool because uh, it has a <clears throat> it came with a picture of um, of the Panzer Dragoon guy. I'm sorry, Panzer Dragoon fans. I'm not. I don't know all the. Uh, Azil, is that the name of the guy? Azil, or I'm sorry, it's it came with this cool, cool poster you can hang up on your wall, uh, show your your friends all of it, and tell them that you love Panzer Dragoons. But yeah, uh, it's a really cool little to leave. My only complaint with it is that it's a one of those big enters, and it's a two disc set back there. So uh, 
the actual soundtrack is actually cut at 45 rpm so theoretically should be a little bit of higher quality uh recording of it uh that's theoretically of course i mean it's a digital recording onto a uh onto a uh, analog format so it's as good as it can get but um essentially which means 45 that it'll spend the 45 speed so if you put this on and running slow then you know what happened uh data discs is usually really good with their quality discs they have uh i'll put this down real quick and put it on the little sleeve right here uh it should come with these polyline sleeves like this. Uh, this one I actually modified for the uh, the Mobile Fidelity uh, archive sleeves, which if you collect records, I recommend you do. This is sort of how I do it: is I uh, put them inside of the polyline sleeve and put that inside of it. But these are fairly protected; they have the same material. I just kind of like I just kind of trust the pol the MoFi ones a little bit better. So uh, yeah, definitely recommend uh, plucking, picking that one up, and uh, you should have good quality, unlike some of the other records we will probably show off today. Uh, actually, I think most of them are good in terms of the outer sleeving, but uh, why don't we spin the first track, which is going to be the opening title of it. Let me see the name of it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, shit. There goes the poster. Uh, that is on the ground. Uh, the first track is just the main theme, orchestral version. I don't know if they had a, an official name, so it's the, the orchestrated uh, version of it. I don't know if... Uh, I haven't really played it too much. I can't remember if it did appear on the game or not, but we'll... You guys can let me know. You guys are bigger Pants and Dragoon fans as I, than me, but this is actually one of my favorite tracks, so why don't we, uh... Why don't we go, uh, spin that up and play it? Hopefully I get it on the first try. Uh, this is gonna be edited, of course, so you won't hear my mess-ups on the audio and video people, so let's go.
that was the uh, main theme of uh, Penja Dragoon Saga by Yoshitaka Azuma. Uh, really great soundtrack. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, all really the the people that worked on Penja Dragoon Saga were, or, sorry, the Penja Dragoon series were amazing composers. I know that's, uh, there's Yoshitaka Azuma and there's Sayori Sayori Kobayashi. That's her her name. Don't worry, she's going to be featured on this podcast for sure, so that's not a worry in that case. Alright, so uh, moving on, we're going to talk about probably one of my favorite soundtracks uh, on general, even more so than Saturn, is of course... You probably guessed that this is going to come up at some point. Might as well get it, get out of the way. Uh, Snatcher, the uh, famous, famous game by uh, by game designer Hideo Kojima. Uh, this game basically uh, you play as Gillian Seed, which is a junker on the there's on the back. Uh, you play as Gillian Seed, and you need to re- find your memory and stop the Snatchers from destroying the world. I guess maybe is that the way the this way to describe that game. Uh, but this one is actually by a record label, uh, I guess full disclosure, I am friends with a couple people there, uh, Ship to Shore uh, Phono Company. They're a fairly new label. Uh, they, well, I guess fairly new, but almost 10 years old at this point. I guess in regards to other other compo- other uh, labels that they are uh, fairly new. But anyways, uh, they uh, went ahead and they, they're probably well, most well-known for their uh, mother soundtrack. Uh, their Kickstarter, they did a Kickstarter back in 15 or 14 for the Mother 1 and 2 soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, they get the licensing for that and release that. Um, that's in their other room, I didn't bring that because that's not on Saturn though. But uh, yeah, they uh, went ahead and originally licensed this. They teased this a little while afterwards and uh, it's been a long road, but it's finally released, luckily enough. So um, I think this came out in 16 or 17, I think. I can't remember. It's been yeah, 2016 is the copyright on here, so I'm I'm gonna assume 16. But uh, yeah, they uh, did a fantastic job. They captured this using a model model one uh, high definition audio for the Genesis. This is off. This is off of the sound chip of the Genesis for the tracks. Is the it basically is a combination of two different soundtracks: the uh, Snatcher uh, uh, Zoom tracks, which is the uh, more recorded uh, Red Book audio tracks that are on the CD. And the other, just the soundtrack ripped from the Genesis. So, you know, all these, the famouses like Danger Dance, uh, Outside of the Facility, stuff of that nature, Junker HQ, all those famous jingles and the songs are all on here. Uh, it's a great soundtrack. It's a double-sided double, uh, uh, 33.5 RPM record. So uh, a little bit, little bit uh, all right. Um, this is not... Uh, like I said, this is, uh, I can't remember, I think this might have been a first press of it, I know I got it, um, the thing I liked the most about it, actually, I, I think I have the paper when I bought this, too, on it, yeah, I have the receipt in here still, yeah, uh, let's see here, uh, I'm not gonna dox myself, this is actually my old house, uh, yeah, uh, or, order date, uh, 12-1-2016 is when I ordered this, so, it did indeed come in, I think that's when I ordered it and released on 17, I believe, but anyways, uh, it's really cool, because it not only comes with that, but it came with these cool, Double-sided poster things of uh, of the characters Gillian Gillian Seed, Random Hajil, and you turn around, you get a this the, actually the Saturn co- co- art cover of what they put out for the Saturn uh, is this art right here, and then of course uh, have on the back another Gillian Seed. So if you need Gillian Seed, then it has what you need to be this the Gillian Seed. But this game actually. Uh, Originally came out on an English, unlike another title we'll be looking at that's also on the Saturn, which you'd probably take a guess what I'm going to be talking about in regards to uh, 
another game that hasn't been released in English that has the soundtrack. But yeah, this is actually frame-worthy. I love the art on this thing. Really great art. I'm going to put it back there for a little bit while we spin it. It's kind of hard to see, but just pin it back there. But uh, I think that's enough talk. Why don't we go and listen to that? Um, I'm going to be playing uh, my favorite track on it, uh, One Night in Neo Kobe City, which is, this is the... Uh, this actually is the second technically theme of it. The the first one is Twilight in Neokobe City, which was off of the uh the first game on the on the MSX and stuff. And then when it got ported to uh, the PC Engine and the Mega CD, they used uh of course One Night in Neokobe City. So let me go uh go launch that up and let's listen to some it, some of it. Uh, let's go. And that was uh, One Night in New Kobe City by the Konami Sound Team, or was it called Kokia, whatever sound team? I forgot the name of it exactly. 
but uh yeah it's a great sound sounding uh record i love uh the company that does it and i just love the game in general it's a fantastic game uh also want to shout out to uh shadow masters working on the snatcher english test uh trying to get the snatcher uh, english stuff inside of the uh saturn version of it the next album i want to take a look at is something that uh I basically is a cheating soundtrack, but I'll still count it. Um, is the is there anything in here? I just want to make sure nothing pops up when I talk, pick it up. Uh, Resur the Resurrection uh, soundtrack by uh, Siori Kobayashi, the uh, for Panzer Dragoon Saga. So it's the uh, vinyl uh, soundtrack for the 25th anniversary of the soundtrack. I think this came out in it was like 2018 or 19, I think. That's been a little while, but uh, this really cool soundtrack. Uh, Brave Wave did this, uh, this one. Uh, this was actually a really cool, uh, release that they, they did. Um, it is the soundtrack to, of course, you know, and they have Pendragon Saga and the, the or Azeal RPG is like right here in the, the corner. It's kind of hard to say, see? Um, essentially it is a fantastic soundtrack and a reimagining of the original Saturn soundtrack, which I think is really cool. Uh, this record is really cool. It's a, it cut you up the last one. It is actually a really cool uh, 2 LP purple design, so I'll get the record out. We're not going to put it on here, though. It's like this cool purpley record thing. I think I have photos of it. It's kind of hard to see right here. Yeah, I touched it with my hand. It's going to be ruined now. Uh, soundtrack ruined. Confirmed for Garbage Human Being Patrick. But, uh, yeah, on top of the amazing soundtrack and, and stuff, it also comes with this really, really neat booklet. Um, actually, I think even some copies of this actually came with a little signed card by uh, Sarah Kobayashi. This is a really cool art book of all the cool stuff from the ship, from the series. I think they have the same thing on the CD release of this as well, but it's not as big and cool, so you can't like clip it up and just get some artwork. Got some lyric sheets in here. Uh, I think it has some. Yeah, it has the the lyrics in Panzer language, Japanese, and in English. For the Sonami Ari Exantio, whatever that's that's called, uh, and a few other of the songs in here, but yeah, it has a cool little foreword by James Malik, Melky, whatever his name is. I don't know who who that is. So, uh, so he's from Tigertron or something like that. I don't. I'm not really sure, but yeah, it's just, it comes with a really cool booklet. Um, it's a really cool sounding soundtrack. Um. Yeah, I'm going to be listening to the uh, the first opening track on it. Not because I'm lazy, but all the opening tracks seem to be really good on these albums. So uh, why don't I take, off, take Snatcher off the uh, turntable and let's go listen to some uh, some Panzer Dragoon Saga, guys. Let's, let's do this.
Alright, and that was the opening track to Pinch Dragoon Saga. Uh, the title of that was... I don't know, because... Okay, there's... It's called, uh, Essay Valde Generous Ale, uh, Remark the Precious Wings. Uh, I believe that's the opening track to Pendragon Saga. So, uh, really good opening track. I really enjoyed it. I think it's, uh, really fitting in the series, and I really enjoyed, personally, I really enjoyed the first one as well for, for the first Pendragon game. Uh, so it was a lot of really, really, uh, really great soundtrack, uh, great vinyl pressing. I think they repressed this on black vinyl. I don't think they have colored anymore for this, but I think you can still pick this up. Uh, the other one, Pan's Dragoon Saga, you can't. Uh, I know that they're doing another repress. Actually, I think they did a repress of Pan's Dragoon, the first one. And I think they're doing a repress of Snatcher, so I forgot to mention that uh, beforehand. So if you guys want to go pick that up, you can uh, try and pick that up. And it's also third hand. Um, or second hand, third hand, how many ever hands people have. But uh, I don't think it's that expensive for these three titles specifically. At least I don't remember them. There might be if you want to get them like brand new, but I don't know. Alright, so the next one. Um, this technically is another one of the uh, cheat titles that we're going to be doing. Because of the way that this was released. And that's going to be the Resident Evil 1 soundtrack. So, uh, this was originally released by Laced Records, um, I think in 19, I believe, is when this one was released. Uh, it's a really, really nice record. I really enjoy the layout, the OB strip. It's got some cool info on it. It's got this cool, even this cool little, little Capcom thing on the back going on here. But, uh, it's a really cool record. It's a gatefold, um, gatefold record. Oh, I have to take the OB off to open, open up the gatefold. Yeah, I have not opened up the gatefold, so I'll take this OB off. Hopefully I don't rip it. If I do, I'm going to charge Martin specifically for ripping it, so. Uh, so here's the gatefold of it. You can see the opening of it. Um, as you could probably guess by the, uh, the art on there, this is the soundtrack actually to the remake of Resident Evil 1. So this is the remake soundtrack, sadly. Uh... For some reason, when they pressed it, they decided to go with the soundtrack for the remake and not the original, which, I, I mean, I kind of get, and I, I kind of understand. But it's also kind of a sadness at the same time, if you think about it, because I think the RE1 soundtrack had some bomb hits. It had some bomb tracks. I know that people, you know, it's I know they didn't have the exact same soundtrack on this one. So it's kind of a sadness to me. Um, but yeah, Lace Records did a great quality uh, record. Uh, I, I they had a cool colored one. They had black vinyl. I just went with the the black one because I just like the uh, basic. You can't really mess it up. So uh, with black vinyl that much, uh, but people seem seem to mess it up. Uh, I'm not really the biggest fan of colored records, so I kind of prefer the you know standard black color. So it doesn't mess anything up. But I don't judge anybody that doesn't. That's just my personal taste and preferences for it you guys can get them any rainbow vomit color you guys want but uh this one uh we're going to be playing the safe theme because it's pretty much the same uh same song that was in the original as well and the closest we can get so and it's a really great safe theme i really enjoy it so let me uh let me actually go put that on and we'll listen to some resident evil one uh safe theme technically the remake but We'll just say it's the original and call it a day so we don't have to trouble anybody with that.
that was the uh, Resident Evil 1 uh, save theme. So it's a really great theme. I really love Resident Evil 1. It means a lot to me because I'm a big Resident Evil fan. And I played the hell of that game on the PS1 and the uh, remake on the GameCube and other systems, whatever it was on. Except that was a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, sorry about the bump earlier. I actually bumped the table when I was moving some of the stuff over. So I heard some bumps and some dr drop-ins and stuff. That was me bumping out the record. So that's, uh, that's on me. Uh, great soundtrack. Love the Resident Evil soundtracks. Uh, I think 2 is my favorite, but 1 has a special place in my heart. But uh, yeah, why don't we uh, move on to the next entry, which is another cheat one. I didn't really mean it to be in a row, but it's just like what popped up next. Alright, so the next one we have is another data disc title. And uh, it's their number two title, so if you know what number two is in the title, not poop, uh, then you definitely know what this one's going to be, and that is the Shenmue uh, soundtrack on vinyl. This is the second release of data disc after Streets of Rage. Um, this particular copy is a, uh, is a repress. I think it's the second repress they did of it. But it's a really cool soundtrack. Uh, it's got the cool Obi on it. Got the cool... Oh, it just flew off. Cool back on it with the, the composer and the music information. This is composed by uh, Takanobu Mitsuyoshi and a few other people on there. I didn't want to butcher all their names. But you probably could look it up and probably would know better than I do all about it. But uh, the soundtrack actually... Uh, really, I really learned mostly about it from Adam Korlick and his videos because he used the... First uh, soundtrack as the uh, uh, the opening soundtrack is his credits in the video or his opening I can't remember which one it was it was credits yeah but um, I played Shinmu and I really enjoyed it and it's probably I would say probably one of my favorite Dreamcast games and this one soundtrack they went all out on it like it's a matte color and then if you touch the letters you can actually feel like lamination in it if you run your fingers across the the letters of Shinmu. Beautiful, beautiful cover art. Probably one of my favorite looking records because honestly, I really like the cover art of the game itself. So blown up this big is really beautiful looking. You can tell that they spared no expense. This is no like copy and paste job they did. So see, they, they get the full archives, got the art, or maybe they even recreated. I don't know. Tell my head, but this was dropped in I think 15 is when they dropped this. The repress I bought was in... 16 or 17 I think um it, this came on blue blue vinyl and along with the other one also come with this cool art card of this that you can put in a poster and put on your wall if you like Shinmu really beautiful art um it's just blank on the other side so it's nothing nothing um really great soundtrack I would highly recommend listening to if you do uh I think they also did repress of this because of the some of the Shenmu news coming out and some of the remastering on Steam some other stuff. Oh man, I came off again. There's also an anime now, so I think they also repressed it for that. Uh, this, the Obi also flies off for no apparent reason, so if you guys like the Obi, uh, make sure it doesn't fly off like I do, but I'm swinging this around, so um, without further ado, let me play the first opening track of Shinmu, which is probably, it's just called Shinmu Sedge Tree, which I think is a really beautiful track, so let me go turn it on and let's listen to some Shenmue.
that was the opening track to Shenmue. So, uh, yeah, it's a really great soundtrack. Um, probably one of my favorites in video game. It's very relaxing, great to fall asleep to and mellow out to. It's a very Japanese-esque feeling soundtrack, and which I really like. I know a lot of soundtracks try to be, you know, different g genres of music, and I think Shinmu just wanted to be itself, and that's why I think it's a fantastic soundtrack. And if you own it on vinyl, I definitely recommend picking it up. And uh, I forgot to mention, but uh, one of the reasons why I did put it on this list is because technically Shenmue started out as a Saturn game, a uh, Virtual Fighter RPG, Akira's side story. So because of that, I just counted it because technically it was on the Saturn in one form or another, and I wanted to play it because it's a fantastic soundtrack. And uh, I think no matter what we think here, I think that's an undisputable fact that uh, the soundtrack is amazing. I think that's a good agreement right there, but... Uh, yeah, so let's move on to the next one, which is going to be a bit unconventional in some ways for me. So, uh, the next soundtrack we got here. Uh, this was a interesting release. This is Battle Garega, uh, Revision 2016 on vinyl. So this one is a interesting title in the fact that, uh, it actually, uh, you could not buy this as an individual vinyl. You had to get the, uh... The uh, special edition of uh, Battle Grega for the PS4 on uh, by Limited Run Games. So they had it in the record deal, so you had to buy the whatever the hundred fifty dollar collector's edition of it. So um, this is a really interesting soundtrack. Uh, I'll probably have to play both the opening and the the one I want to play. Uh, it's a really cool gatefold. Uh, there's not a lot of pressing info on this Limited Run Games. I think they just pressed it themselves. I don't think there exactly was a pressing company that worked on this. And it's pretty bare bones, like it comes with these... Like I said, this is a kind of a... I wouldn't say disappointing record, but it kind of was kind of cheap in a way. Like, can you pull this out? Like, these are... This is it came with is these, these paper line ones that you'd probably see with usually records from back in the day. It's very flimsy, very rough on the vinyl, it's crust very easily. So it's definitely not my favorite outer sleeve that they come with the stuff. So I easily, I instantly replace this. Um, and Illumination Games is really known for like the pressing quality and stuff. Sadly, with what they press, like I can't actually find any info on this whether it was done by Limited Games or another company. I, I'm just gonna assume Limited Games based off of it. But um, I don't think that I listened to this before, so this might be the first time I'm listening to this. So. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. I'm actually wasn't the biggest fan when I first played this game because I thought it was just a generic, uh, generic shoot 'em up. And you know what? Sometimes that's not a bad thing. I've really grown to love this game. It's very, uh, very. I wouldn't say basic. It's very straightforward and you know a classic shmup like in 1941 vein. But uh, yeah, it's uh, just amazing, and uh, I really enjoy it now. It's Probably one of my favorite shmups, just because it's very down-to-earth basic, great soundtrack. Um, yeah, so why don't we uh, go put this on and do the opening, and I think the credits start in 4.71 a.m., and let's uh, check it out. This is uh, Battle Grega.
and that was the uh, opening title. Um, the theme, and I believe it was the first stage of uh, Battle Grega. So yeah, that was a. Uh, it's I also forgot to mention that it came on this came on this really cool tri-colored uh, clear vinyl record. It kind of reminds you sort of a bullet hell. It's like uh, hopefully it's easy to see on camera, but it's this cool like design that's like it's semi-clear, I guess, semi-transparent. This cool red design, like sort of bullet hell. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed listening to that because I realized I couldn't realize how much surface noise is on that record itself. I don't know if you guys heard it yourselves, but it was very, very noisy, very, lots of noise on that, which is a bit of a disappointment for me, because I think the soundtrack is amazing and deserves a lot better, so, uh, like I said, uh, some of the record companies that come up with these records, it's kind of hit and miss for some of them, but some of them are really good, like, like if you had to pick some, uh, data disc, uh, Ship to Shore, Phono Company, really great, um, two off the top of my head, Laced is really good. Usually it's a minority, ones that I probably would stay away from, like, I Am 8-Bit, or... Just some random stuff from uh, from Limited Games, because a lot of these companies just get what they can find for the pressing plants and whatever they can do the cheapest and go with that. So it's a bit of a disappointment, really, but I mean, it, it makes sense in the long run, because a lot of people probably don't even listen to a lot of these ones and just use them as collectibles or keep them in the limited edition. So, but yeah, um, honestly, even with that service noise, I didn't really hear it much when I was playing it, so it's not too awful, but you know, what you going to do? Uh, so why don't we move on to the next one, which uh, is a bit unconventional, it's an inter and it's an interesting story, too. So this is, uh, I'll have to show like two parts of this, because like, like two different, it's two different parts of it, because it's uh, a picture disc. So uh, this is the Mega Man uh, soundtrack on vinyl, Mega Man 1 through 10, the best of. Uh, I think this was the first video game soundtrack I picked up uh, new. Yeah, well, I'm saying it's like a two-parter because I have to put it because it comes in this really crappy polyline bag. They never come in anything protective. It's like just like this little chintzy bag that just scruffs it up and is really rough. But it has a cool Mega Man logo right there. Um, so it's uh kind of fitting because we played it yesterday. I'll take it out of the the package because it's just like a picture disc. Um, yeah, this one comes with the best of Mega Man uh one through ten. Uh, it has, uh, stuff like Slug Stage from one, Mega Man 1, Cut Man, Luck Man, Metal Man, uh, in terms of Mega Man 8, which is the one we're gonna do, talk about is, uh, gonna be Tengu Man. So, uh, it's a, uh, this is by Space Lab 9, uh, I think this dropped in 14 or 15. I remember, uh, I saw this, uh, somebody posted on Reddit, like the video game, uh, like a vinyl thing, and I was like, whoa, what the heck, Mega Man's on vinyl? And apparently, it's, yeah, they sold it at Hot Topic, so I called every Hot Topic in town and hunted the sucker down until I found it. And luckily, one of them had it, and I was extremely happy because I loved the Mega Man soundtrack. And uh, I see that don't know, picture discs are, aren't known for their, <laughs> their quality and their noise, uh, their, their audio fidelity. Uh, it's a really good, uh, really good record, though. I think it sounds decent. At least I think so. Um, I'm a big fan of Mega Man 8 soundtrack. It's probably one of my favorite Mega Man game soundtracks, but it, I just really think it's cool. But in honesty, I don't count it for X, because if, if it's like Mega Man for X and all of the above, uh, Mega Man X4 and 5 are the best soundtracks. I'm sorry, that's how, that's how it works, I guess. But um, I guess why don't we, uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to play some Mega Man uh, 8. That, uh, what stage was it? Sorry, I'm not well versed in the stage names. I just 
know him as Funky Funky Tracks. Uh, this is the uh, Tengu Man stage. So let me go put Tengu Man on and listen to some awesomeness of the soundtrack. And that was a Tengu Man stage from uh, Mega Man 8. Yeah, I really enjoy uh, Mega Man's 8 soundtrack. I really kind of wish they do a full vinyl release. I only did like a Mega Man box set, but I think even then they only had a couple select tracks from uh, Mega Man 8, which I think is one of my favorite ones, at least soundtrack-wise. But Mega Man 7 soundtrack is also a bomb. Uh, definitely people agree with me in the chat. Get a, a thumbs up for that, Mega Man 7. But yeah, overall good soundtrack. Um, the quality is okay. Uh, for a picture disc, it's pretty decent. Usually, it's not really that great quality. Uh, as you heard some sound noise when it, uh, or some groove noise when it went over it, because it's not really meant to uh, really listen to for long periods of time and really be a listening medium. It's like a plastic layer over the grooves compared to the vinyl itself. So, somebody could probably explain it a little bit better, but I'm just doing the best I can with what I have. But uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, the next soundtrack, uh, people were going to be like, of course you have this one, of course. And that is, of course, who would have guessed that Police Knots on the, on the Saturn, I guess the soundtrack is PSX as well. Uh, this is uh, probably one of my favorite soundtracks uh, of all time, next to Snatcher, of course. Uh, this is... A really interesting game. It's another Hideo Kojima game. This was pressed again by Data Discs. They did this one. Uh, Ship the Shore Phono Company did um, did a Snatcher. This is their seventeenth release. And the funny thing about that is that this game never had a U.S. release. This is a Japanese only. There's no dub, no sub of uh, English for this game besides fan translation. So a lot of people's experience of this game in the West, at least playing it. Uh, was of course the fan translations, which I mean, let's be honest, it's where most people played and experienced the game, unless people watch some weird let's play or whatever of it. 
But uh, this has beautiful art. I believe it's by the guy that did the Snatcher as well. I got some beautiful art prints. Um, this is another one of those giant flaps instead of a gatefold. Uh, I guess it does save money, but you know, it uh, is what it is. Uh, this is the regular black edition. I also have the vinyl, or the, um, what is it? The uh, limited edition color with the splatter. It's just regular black vinyl for listening, but I have that one sealed. But this one is really intense. It comes not only with this cool uh, poster thing you can put in a sleeve for a vinyl record, but... It also comes in this nice booklet. Man, um, it's kind of hard to see, but you can see like the it's like these shiny reflective things on there. Uh, but yeah, it's a picture, uh, an art book. It's like the it's like a condensed ver version of the Saturn art book if you think about if you think about it that way. So it's got some great art on it. Uh, I really wish they had the the one picture that I that we that they used for the U.S. Uh, demo for Police Knots, like the. The, the police not uh, vehicle, the thing right there on the side. So they used that, but they didn't. But yeah, this is sort of, uh, it kind of matches the Saturn limited edition, which is over there. I don't want to hunt it down. So just look it up if you want to know. It's a really cool, cool booklet. Really cool edition of the game. Or the soundtrack. So uh, I think these are, these are out of print, and I don't think they're printed again for such a limited thing. <laughs> Sadly, so um, the best way to listen to it is to probably get it secondhand. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be too expensive for you guys. I think maybe fifty dollars is what I was seeing it at sixty, maybe if you're unlucky like me. But yeah, we are going to be listening to uh, the opening theme, A2 opening title, Old LA 2040, uh, which I think is one of my favorite songs. Uh, besides the Please Not at the end, Please Not theme at the end. They said legendary face is gonna be right there. Great artwork at the ne the titles in English. Uh so yeah, um is there anything else that came with this? There's something else in there. Oh. Oh, they're just stickers. No, I came with stickers. But yeah, without further ado, let's listen to some police sonotsa.
and that was uh the opening theme old la uh opening theme of uh police knots uh that actually uh probably has to be one of my favorite opening tracks for a game it's definitely the longest uh if you see on the record you could see like the tr the grooves that the first one uh the first one legendary faces is so short and the other one's like super long and the rest of the record is like different lengths of three minutes it's like a seven minute song almost so uh yeah that was a long one so thanks for bearing with that uh but it's still a great song i love every minute of it it's like a adventure like a little like sort of adventure story kind of like uh some of those old microsoft uh meaties back in the day if you guys know what i'm talking about but yeah thank you hideo kojima for doing that thank you for everyone translating that game thank you for davis for releasing on sound the soundtrack on vinyl because it's a fantastic one and a uh, great one. I think I have pictures of this asshole on my Instagram. You could probably check that out. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Unfortunately, they don't use it as an OP in the console ports. Just end of the dark. Okay, I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess for some of them they don't. I I know it's on. I know it's on Saturn though for sure. Uh, but yeah, it definitely is. Like Chumash says, it instantly transports you to the world of police knots, which I definitely agree about. It, it definitely puts you in the theme, and imagine you sitting in a dark, dingy office, smoking a cigarette, waiting for your next client to cancel you. Uh, but yeah, it's great, great theme, great game. Uh, if you haven't played it, go download the fan translation anywhere uh, and patch it. Uh, PSX or uh, or Saturn, you can't go wrong. Uh, if you want to play it at PC ninety in, in Japanese. Uh, go ahead and do that too. I'm not gonna judge you. Okay, maybe I'll judge you a little bit. Oh, also forgot the the thing. All right, it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyways, why don't we talk about our next game on the the docket? I think we have a couple more left. Um, I think we we have a couple others in there. We might say that for another time. Uh, but this is gonna be. I think we're gonna do two or three more. We'll see. I'll see what I'm like. But uh, this is the next one. Another data disc release. Uh. Uh, Radiant Silver Gun, or Radiant Silver Gun, if you're... That was awful British. Uh, this is a fantastic, fantastic shooter by Treasure. Uh, oh, crap, that hit me in the face. Uh, fantastic game by Treasure. <laughs> um, basically, uh, if you guys don't know this game and you're watching this podcast, what are you doing? Go, go pause this video, go watch gameplay of Radiant Silver Gun, listen to the soundtrack, and then come back. Uh, this is a fantastic soundtrack, such great... Great songs on it. Great uh, titles. Uh, the 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 detail, the detail in this is amazing. Like I said, uh, Datadisks is awesome when it comes to doing this stuff. Uh, very high quality stuff. Um, it also comes with more two pictures as well. I think the special edition came with more. I could be wrong. I usually am. I'm known for being wrong. So when I'm wrong, I admit. But yeah, they come with this. Uh, oh no, it comes with two things. It comes with this. Cool Radiant Silver Gun, like, album art, like the other three did that we showed off. And then, this giant, well, I guess I wouldn't say giant, it's probably like a B3, or B2, a poster of Radiant Silver Gun. Beautiful, beautiful poster. Uh, yeah, great soundtrack. Um, the song that we will be talking, listening to is The Stone Like, which is the... Uh, amazing boss battle theme that you play at the very end of the game. It's uh, probably one of my favorite themes. Uh, not a lot of people listen to it because you can't get to that part of the game, but uh, if you're like me and you cheat or you go to an arcade and slam the quarter button really, really hard, you can be able to have the privilege to listen to the stone-like. So, uh, oh, there's actually two of the, There's actually two sides of it. There's uh, 
There's original compositions and then console versions. So I don't think the I don't think Stonelink is on the arcade, but I could have sworn I could have sworn I heard Stonelink on the arcade when I played it. I could be wrong. Uh, if I'm wrong, let me know, guys. Just say you're wrong in the chat in big capital letters. Let me know. But uh, yeah, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and play some Stonelink on probably the greatest uh, shmup ever invented. Maybe not. Let's not be that dramatic, but. Still really good shot. Let's go and listen. And that was the Stone Lake from Radiant Silver Gun. So that was a fantastic soundtrack. I really enjoy Radiant Silver Gun. Um, probably one of my favorite shmups on the Saturn. Um, not a lot of people hear the in-game boss, so I'm happy when people are able to listen and check it check it out. Record's really good again. It's a black vinyl by uh, Data Discs. Uh, highly recommend picking it up if you can. I think they might have done a repress of it recently. I'm not 100% sure, but. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a great soundtrack. Uh, love that title. Great boss battle. If you ever play it, uh, you know what, I, what I'm talking about, and hopefully you've experienced that boss battle too. Alrighty, so we're going to move on to our next one. Uh, I think it's probably going to be our second to last one, or maybe our third to last one. I don't know yet. We'll see, but uh, this is a very, very famous soundtrack uh, that's I left it off, I would be 
get very angry messages, but uh, it's going to be Castlevania, Simply the Night, or uh, Castlevania Nocturne of the Moonlight on Saturn. So this one, actually, the cool thing about this one is it actually has the Saturn bonus tracks on here. I don't know if you can see. It's kind of hard to see. It's the Saturn bonus tracks right there. And then these are all the tracks. So it has the uh, it has the Vampire Killer remix one and two, Bloody Tears remix one and two, and then Beginning remix one and two. And that's where the in the uh, Saturn areas. Um, this one's really cool. Uh, uh, this one is by um, uh, Mondo, which um, I have a love or hate with them um, relationship with them. I like this. I like some of the soundtracks. They're okay, but they do this thing where they redo the art. And I just want to hear some opinions. Do you guys think the art they did this on is good compared to what we got on the Saturn? Like, I mean, I think the art's pretty good, but honestly, I kind of wish they would have just stayed with the art that the original uh, artist did. And there's the uh, the inside gatefold of Richter and Maria. Really cool. Um, this did not, unfortunately, come with bonuses. Um, I believe I'm going to put the... I usually I usually keep the the the, uh, the OB on just because it's a cool design. I don't really take the record out itself, but yeah, this one's also teasing uh, 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 two, in 2070 Rondo of Blood and Dracula X. Um, I think the other one also the the Rondo of Blood one did tease uh, did tease Metal Gear, which originally came out a little bit later. But uh, it got, the original art works by uh, Jasmine Darnell, which I don't think the art's ugly. But I kind of really wish they would have went with, yeah, Ayami Kojima's artwork, like Blue Moon said. Uh, it's a pretty nice record. Um, I believe it was like a blood red one. This I gave this one to Dave uh, for uh, Christmas one year. Um, I believe he did a video showing that off, or at least did a YouTube clip of it. I don't know where that is. Um, it's somewhere on the internet. Um, but yeah, the... Record and is alright sounding. Um, the song we're to be listening to though is going to be uh, probably my, one of my favorite ones, uh, "Dance of Illusions." So this is probably my favorite theme. At least I hope it's the right one I play. If not, I'll jump to the other one. And I'll correct myself. But uh, yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, there's a lot of really bangers on here. Morbo Gallery, uh, Dracula's Castle, Dance of Gold. A lot of really good bangers on here. Um, fantastic soundtrack, Metamorphosis. But yeah, let me go play uh, Dance of Illusions for you guys and uh, sit back and enjoy.
and that was Dance of Illusions from Sip of the Night slash uh, Nocturne of the Moonlight. Uh, really great soundtrack. Uh, probably one of my favorite Castlevania soundtracks of all time, next to Rondo, of course. But yeah, um, I think that sold out, sadly. Um, I said I want to show out one cool thing I forgot to show off that I didn't mention, but uh, this came on like a blood red vinyl. It's a really cool, like, solid red color. It's very beautiful looking. Uh, I kind of like it. I'm not a big fan of like colored records per se, but I really like the cool the cool uh, blood effect on there and like the cool looking red. It's like nice and bright red, so it's really really a cool looking record. Um, I would highly recommend picking up if you can. Uh, I'm not gonna play the air organ. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great soundtrack. I think if you have not listened to the soundtrack or played uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, I think you. Need to, as it's probably the only game I really played probably seven or eight times next to Resident Evil 2. It's a great game. Uh, highly recommend playing it if you haven't. And highly recommend getting the soundtrack if you don't have it. Uh, either vinyl or CD or wherever you can find it uh, with dubious um, dubious results. Alrighty, so uh, we're getting to the closer. Let's see here. Let's see what we've got. Okay, this is going to be our second to last record. Uh, the next one's going to be a cool little treat for people that know me and know my hobbies and what I like. Uh, this is the, uh, it's going to be the Grandia soundtrack, Grand Grandia Memorial soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, this is, of course, everyone knows it mostly for the PS1 game, but of course we're all familiar here with the amazing translation that, uh, Trekkies Unite One Eight did and his amazing team to translate Grandia into English and it's a it was a fantastic effort and uh this company um what was the name of it? Uh Wayo Records in uh, I think it was nineteen decided to put out the soundtrack. Oh for a second I thought there's a hole in there, but no, it's cause her hair is is green, that's why. I was like, why is there a hole in there? Was there something I'm missing? Like a little see through hole, look through her hair or something like that? But um yeah, it's a really cool record. It come it came in a box set, but I didn't want to haul the box set out of the closet. It's in a, it's comes in a nice uh it's like a three LP record set. I believe you could still buy it from Wayo Records if you want. Um it's really, really, really good sounding and it's amazing. Uh they did a really fantastic job. Wayo's also done the uh also have done the um what was it? The Skies of Arcadia soundtrack as well and a few other nice classic soundtracks. So if you haven't picked that one up, um, highly recommend it. Um, I think this one just came in paper sleeves, just these sleeves right here, so it wasn't the best holding of it. Or I could be wrong. I might be wrong, but... Yeah, great. Uh, oh yeah, no, it did come in the paper polyline. Oh no, these ones are just uh, black, so... These ones are okay for the quality of it. Um, I replaced it, of course, with the Mobile Fidelity. Come on, this... It came in like this, it's called Saturn Green. So it's kind of a clever little nod, and you can't see it. Looks like a. It actually it's in green, but it looks like a CD. It looks like a laser disc. It looks like a laser is transparent. Like can I, I can't can't go through there, but it's transparent here. But it is a green disc. Like it's pretty much as green as the background that's that's in this. So um, I wish I could show that off, but just trust me, Saturn Green. Look it up if you really want to see it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be playing the intro, which I've probably heard a bajillion times because of my life in gaming, and uh, 
and also because I play the game so much and testing it out. So let's play the opening theme to Grandia. Hopefully you guys enjoy. And then we have one more after this. And uh, yep, let's go listen to Grandia opening theme.
That is the opening thing to Grandia from, of course, Grandia. Yep, so uh, great theme. I really enjoy it. Like I said, uh, every time I hear it, I think of my life in gaming. And I just like in the back <laughs> that it looks like a CD's on the table, but it's really just green because of the transparency effect and stuff. But yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, I think they still sell it new, I think. So you can probably pick it up on their website if you want. All right. Uh, so the last soundtrack is going to be an interesting one because it's kind of, kind of not really what it's going to be. So this is going to be the Jetsons. We're going to be listening to the famous, famous Hard Times. So hopefully, whoever can guess why we're listening to Hard Times by the Jetsons in the chat. Uh, we'll get a high five and shout out from me if you could tell me before I finish explaining why. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, the Jetsons are a band from Arizona, uh, Tempe, Arizona, who is funded by the famous Brad Buxor. Uh, yes, really on got it. Um, basically what happened is that, uh, he wrote a song for the band, the Jetsons called Hard Times. Which uh, he ended up not using for the 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 debut album here, the little the little LP right here that the the Jetsons their thing. Uh, it's called Made in Japan. Their LP you can pick it up at any record store that's used because it's not new and in print. But uh, he ended up scrapping that and it went into the archive for years. And I think in eleven or something or seven they released a compilation called The Complete Jetsons that had this song on it called Hard Times. And for the longest time, people listened. It was like, wait, is that Ice Cap Zone? And yes, it is indeed the basis for the song Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3, which I believe is on the Sonic Jam collection. If I'm wrong, let me know in the chat. If I'm not, let me know. I am deserved to be made fun of. But uh, essentially, uh, he scrapped it and used it for this one. And uh, a lot of people thought it was supposed to be uh, Who Is It? But the, I think they only use Brad, who also worked on both of those songs, used a chord progression. So, uh, for those that don't know, it wasn't a Michael Jackson song. Brad Buxer also did the soundtrack to Sonic 3. And one of the songs he did uh, create, write for it, was, or use in it, it was Hard Times from his old band, The Jetsons. So, uh, yeah, so we are going to be listening to the original Ice Cap Zone, or what it was supposed to be. And there's some variations, but it's pretty much Ice Cap Zone if you listen to it. Um, this is probably going to copyright and strike, so uh, RIP this video. RIP if this gets copyright and strike on a podcast. So uh, it's going to be a single. It's going to be a little bit of startup to get me get it going, so I have to change the belt out and change it. But, uh, yep, this is going to be the Jetsons' Hard Times, a.k.a. Ice Cap Zone. From Sonic 3.
And that was Hard Times by the Jetsons, a ice cap zone from Sonic 3. So, uh, I actually forgot to tell the backstory of this record, so I want to go do that right now. Uh, so basically what happened was, uh, uh, I think around 2020, uh, Brad got the okay and the company got the okay to release Hard Times as a single on vinyl. Uh, by uh, I think it's Hello Merch and the the company that I think su- uh, supports him. I can't remember what the name of the his record company was with them, but uh, it's a cool single. Um, Hello Merch from uh, I actually forgot what his record label was called. I think it was like some weird name, but yeah, they released this on little forty little forty five as Hard Times and When the Sun Comes Down as a B side. Um, really cool record. I'm glad that they acknowledged the use of it and. I guess, uh, what's the word I could use to make it not sound like really bad? Uh, they exp- they, uh, they took their time and like sort of ran with the, f- the fame of it, which I'm really excited for because I love, uh, I love capitalistic records where they can do something cool and make money and make people happy. So this is now sold on their website. Um, I don't think it's that expensive if you want to buy it secondhand, but I could be wrong. I, the funny thing is when I ordered this, I noticed when I was ordering it that I could pick it up and it's like, wait, what? Because the record label, like we're saying, the Jetsons are a Tucson band or a Tempe, Arizona band. It is right down the road for me, so I was like, "Yes, I will pick this up in person," and went to the record label and uh, picked it up. And I can't get the sleeve back in this thing. I'll do it later. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool, and I picked it up from there. It was during the pandemic, so I had to wear a mask and stuff. But uh, yeah, great record. Um, it's on Discogs. Just look up Jetsons. Uh, Jetsons also an amazing band. Check out uh, their complete Jetsons on like iTunes and stuff. A fantastic, amazing band. Probably one of my favorite bands. Uh, that I really recently discovered. Uh, eighties band disbanded sadly. Uh, but fantastic band, fantastic music. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it right now. Stop the podcast. Go let's look up the Jetsons, and give them your money. Because they deserve it, because they're awesome. Alright, so you might be thinking, oh man, Patrick, I would have really loved to, uh, I would have really loved to hear what Ice Cap Zone sounds like, because I don't really remember, maybe it didn't sound the same, but you might be thinking, oh, well, I guess it's over now, you don't have Ice Cap Zone. But no, I do, I got Sonic the Hedgehog 3 on vinyl, baby, yeah. This is, of course, a bootleg by Moonshake Records. Uh, I bought this years ago. But yeah, this is a Sonic Hedgehog 3. The, the label is famous for doing like parody record labels. So they, of course, did uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Uh, Thriller, I'm stupid. Uh, did uh, Thriller, uh, the album. So there's the cover with Sonic. And then this weirdly inside one that's kind of weird. Uh, this this kind of made me feel uncomfortable a bit. I don't know, maybe anybody else, uh, but anyways, uh, Sonic 3, uh, the last one we'll be doing, this one is by a record label, Dice Hotel Moonshake, um, this one's on a blue vinyl, a blue vinyl color, of course, for Sonic, for Mr. Sonic. Uh, I bought this a year, a couple years ago with the Metal Gear Solid, uh, 1, uh, bootleg, uh, that one, um, they released another Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid uh, officially, so I, of course I bought both of them, so have that. Um, this one, of course, is a bootleg. Uh, the, it's no longer in print. Uh, I think it's not too bad on the second-hand market. You might be able to get it fairly cheap, unless I'm wrong, in which case make fun of me again for it. But yeah, um, I just wanted to show it off and show you what Ice Cap Zone sounded like in case you forgot. And Just a little sort of closing out, so we're going to close out... Uh, 
this cast or the stream with uh, Ice Cap Zone on vinyl. So let's go and listen to that now.
right? And that was Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3. So yeah, that uh, I think that's about wraps up what we can for our show. Almost the uh, two-hour mark. Uh, I didn't realize there was going to be that many records. I still have stuff we haven't hit yet, so... Uh, might have to do a part two, or what do you guys think? Uh, maybe Sega on vinyl, maybe? More Sega stuff? All-time Sega? Maybe just, like, the best of Sega? I don't know. But, yeah, I thought this was a fun show. Uh, I kind of been wanting to do it for a while, because I've been a big music guy. And a big fan of uh, Saturn, so I thought I'd mix it up together, especially with vinyl. Uh, everything you've heard on here is all for, directly from a turntable, as you can see back there. Uh... All directly ripped uh, from the output of my receiver into the line in. Probably not the best sound quality ever, but I mean, it, it worked for what I needed to do. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys had a nice taste of it. Um, this will be going out as a podcast as long along with uh, this being a show. I think I'm going to make this an episode as well. Uh, I'm probably going to like like censor out some things <laughs> and uh, re-record something because I know I bumped the turntable a couple times. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so I think that's about does it. Um, before we go, I need to shout out our uh, Patreon supporters. So uh, going down, uh, we got Emerald Nova, Johannes Fetz, Blue Moon 95, Derek, aka A-Team, Momphis, Nutrageous, Tunuki Trev, and Young Many Sawi. And if you want to be shouted out on the podcast, uh, if you back us up at the $10 and above premium level, uh, you will be able to uh, get great perks like getting shouted out on the show early content, um, video exclusivity, and stuff like that. And even a chance to be on the podcast yourself. Uh, and if you uh, don't want to back us on Patreon and want to just do like a one-time financial back, you can also check out our uh, our t-shirt, our, our, uh, our, uh, was it, was it our, our t-shirt uh, shop, our uh, Threadless store, Threadless store. That's it. Brain's fried a little bit today. Uh, the Threadless, Threadless store, we have a bunch of great Shiro shirts that you guys would want to wear. Shiro Show branded stuff. Um, and if you just want to buy bags financially or you can't, uh, you can also share us out. Like, subscribe, comment, ring the bell so that it knows when we go live and when we create new videos and put out new content. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's about it from me. Uh, that's about it for my musical cast. Uh, hopefully we can do this again. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it and we could do it again next time. So I guess uh, with that, thank you for watching, guys. And remember, you must, must play Sega Saturn. <laughs>